You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Bing, it's for doing. You're watching the Revolution After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. Not only is this the after show, this is the season finale after show. What a great season. What a great it season. It was definitely. What's up? My, I am your host, Megan Thomas. And who are you, sir? And I am your co-host, Larice Shamar. How Larice are you? Larice Shamar. What's going on, Larice? Nothing much. It's the season finale of right. Revolution. I was so excited. This I'm so excited for the next season. Let like, me just say that. The expectation of season finale. Because normally they have season finale. We kind of, like, oh, well, you know, it's not that great. But this right here was so... I, I got to give Man. it, like, five stars up. Like, seriously. Five, like five out of three stars. Five stars up. Like, seriously, this is probably, <laughs> was like, bomb, one yeah. of the best episodes that they had. It was great. You know, a lot happened in the episodes. And, like, it, everything's kind of left you hanging. Like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Right. I'm like, I was, like, glued to my TV. Like, oh, my gosh. I know. And the commercial breaks were set perfectly. Because, yes. like, you were like, ah! Yes, it was. So it's pretty awesome. So let's dive right in. Let's talk about... The beginning of this episode started off with Miles and his <laughs> boy, his brother, yes, Monroe. Seriously. Shooting at each other. That was kind of like, again, like I said last week, I felt like ne- neither one of them was going to die. and okay. But at the same time, what, the, what, what ended up happening? Miles ended up like saving Monroe's life because the tower people started to come in and start to kill them. So they they actually kind of work together as a team. I, I think this, for me, this is where their relationship came full circle. Like, yeah. you know, they, they hated each other, but at the same time, you could tell there's a true bromance yes, going on here. And so, you know, for a moment there, I didn't think that Miles was going to join forces. There was a, there was a split second where I said, okay, here come the tower watchers, yeah. and they shoot. And then here's Miles and, and Bass looking at each other. And then he tells them, come on, let's go. But at the same time, it's like one of those relationships where is that no matter how much you hate your best friend, you always going to look out for him. No matter, because, like, if you were my best friend, which you are, Megan. No, you're not. <laughs> it's okay. Whatever, But, if, like, some people have <laughs> come to, like, do harm to you. And no matter what me you've been through, no matter how mad I am at you, I'm going to still be like, Megan, I got your back. We, let's take care of these people and put our differences aside. But after this is over... We back here. Yeah, and so and, and I think that's 
that shows how much they're on the same wavelength because yes. they both are like, okay, at the same time, let's get on the same team. Let's make our escape with Nora. They're, you know, they go through the water. And as soon, and, and you notice, <laughs> you notice that Miles is knocked out cold yeah. when he's laying, um, when he came, he, when he came out of the water. It was a sucker punch he gave him. No, he, it, it wasn't a sucker punch because a sucker punch would have been when Miles was knocked out. He waited till Miles came too. You, see, you saw, no, it's not. He, he waited. He was standing right over him like as soon as she wake up. <laughs> That's like crazy. It's like a sucker punch. No Why? Because he was down. Okay, but no, fight. it was a fair fight. I will say he because he could have did that when he was like he could have killed them when he was asleep. It's more meaningful when they're awake, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's fair. He waited until my and Miles is quick, so he jumped up real quick and they started I scrapping. I hope so. But yes. and this is the first time we see that. Now the militia has turned on my, um, excuse me, on Monroe. Yes, it was kind of crazy because like soon they they start to fight, but then like the militia start to shoot at it. But Monroe, he's looking like, is that one of my men that's shooting at me? And he realized that it is. So he's like, what do I do now? But at the same time, Monroe just feel like I have to kill Miles regardless of what he's like. I just, I'm just gonna fight him until I kill him. Right, exactly, because as soon as the militia guy runs away and he notices, like, oh, my dude just tried to kill me, he looks, he, he <laughs> completely forgets that his own guy tried to go and starts yeah. looking for Miles and is like, Miles! Yeah, Miles is like split. He was like, uh, I got an opportunity to leave. Right, and, and he took that. And so I thought it was, you know, once again, when he finds him in the forest, <laughs> he tried to beat the brakes off of him. Stop bothering Miles at this like, point. Like, seriously, Miles is like really like, we can see and try to like, try to kill each other, but it's not going to happen. You know, you can go your way, I'll go my own way. But then, Militia came with the helicopter. Yeah, but before that, I think it's important to note that this is a moment where they have serious conversation. Yeah. There's nothing... This is a point where it doesn't matter about the fists, it doesn't matter about the guns. Yeah. They're tired of fighting. And Miles even says it, like, look, I got something to do right now. I got to go help Rachel and Charlie. You know, what's the point? So... This was very important, and I think it was very pivotal in their relationship because now they get to do something they've never done in years, which is talk about what happened on that yes. fateful night that Miles came in to assassinate Sebastian Monroe. Yeah. And he didn't do it. And so, you know, I, I think rightly so, Monroe asked a very good question. Why did you come to kill me that night? Like, what was your purpose coming into my room to kill me? And then in the flashback, we see yeah. what it's about. Yep. When they were having, um, I guess, dinner. Drink. It was twenty for his birthday. Yeah, his twenty first birthday um, experience, where the rebel actually came in, blew up the. Salute. No, no, they were talking about his twenty first birthday. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, yeah, and then the rebels blew them up, and and next thing you know, Miles comes to, Nora's by his side, you yeah. know, and she said she'd been there the whole time, and and it was this is I think where Miles realized. What have I done? What what has my friend turned into? Yeah. Because here Monroe kills an entire family. Yes. Including children. He kills them because they because a the father and the mother apparently tries to assassinate Miles Monroe. I, I, I mean think, Miles, I'm sorry. And I think he just kind of feel that, you know, it's a point that we're killing like little kids who right. has who are innocent, who has nothing to do with the be you know, and I think Miles is kind of feel a certain way, and I think that's the the turning point of Miles wanting to get out the Monroe Republic, just kind of be like a separate individual. And, you know, he kind of yeah. makes a flashback, and and I think that's probably another reason why you know he looks at Charlie, trying to make sure Charlie is safe, and try to make sure Danny was safe because he understands what it means to basically to lose someone. You know, as yeah, as and them. and I think also it it 
he that I think was the beginning of his journey to turn around from being general, yeah, the general Miles versus yes. you know regular Miles that we know now. But you know he he has a heart, and so this is where he was like, I don't want to be a part of this where we're killing children. It's not the mission. Yeah, that's not what I signed up for. We not we're not supposed to kill children. So. I think because of that, he saw who his best friend had become and how dangerous that was. And like you said, with Charlie, that's why he's in the past few episodes, he's been so hard on Charlie. Like, are you taking a break, Charlie? Like, how are you feeling? He's really concerned about her because he sees she could end up just like Miles. But you look at what happened. Like, Sebastian was just like, I followed you. Like, you made me this person because everything that you want to do, I was there for you. Like, you created me to be this person. So how are you going to fault me for being this person that I have become? And you're the reason why I'm this person. I mean, I don't know if that's fair, though. I don't know if... I think that's giving somebody too much power. And when I was watching that, that's exactly what I was thinking. But it happens all the time, though. Okay, but what I'm saying is, can you really fault Miles, like Sebastian Monroe, can you fault Miles for being the way you are? No one told you you had to watch his back like that. You chose to do that. And you chose to take it to the extreme. Not that's cool if that's your brother. It's bromance. Okay, that's your bromance. <laughs> you got his back. But you don't go kill children. There's a line that you can't cross. And I think that's the whole point that Miles was trying to make when he when he was going to go kill um, Monroe. He knew, yeah. like, there's a line we cannot cross, and you've crossed that line. Yeah. And if you can't see that you've crossed that line, you're at a point of no return. Yeah, I just think Monroe, he's just pretty much at a point of wanting to basically to be a leader, want to be successful, and being that Miles is not there. So he had, he's taking things into his own thought process to where he's feel like, only way I'm able to be successful as a general is to kill everybody that's a threat to me. And I think that's the biggest problem. And that's the same reason why he feel like Miles is still a threat to him. So he want to continue to try to kill Miles. Yeah. So at that moment, as they're going through this speech, of <laughs> course, here comes the militia. Yes. And we see that um, Monroe gets caught. Yep. Uh, and, of course, he's freed. We'll, we'll talk about Neville in a second. But he's freed yes. by the same brother <laughs> who... who Tried to kill him at one time. Yes. So I think this was the redemption. This is a whole full circle now because now he he's he's had the chance to kill him one time, and now Miles has another chance to let him die. But he chooses to let him go. But he asked him to run. He has a real he asked a real question because a lot of times you know Monroe was like you know why why do you try to kill me? But Miles the state's like you should ask why haven't I killed? Why you? didn't I kill? Oh you yeah, that why night? didn't I kill yeah. you? And you know and it kind of basically understands like. You know, his feelings and his relationship with Monroe is a lot bigger than a personal war. You know, it's basically like we're family is what he's saying. I'm not killing because we're family. I love you no matter what. I would never, never do any you. harm to you because you're still my family. This was the most. This was the mushiest I've ever seen, Miles. <laughs> this entire season. I wouldn't call it mushy, but it I was, was mushy. Like... He cried. He was soft. I mean, this oh, is yeah. mushy. He he was. This was a heartfelt. As episode the episode for him. goes on, you kind of see the transition of Miles feeling right. because, like, yeah, this was deep for him. It was real deep. And what else is deep is. Adventures of Cereal Buddies. Have oh you seen gosh. this movie? This shit is so funny. It's it- awesome. Adventures of Cereal Buddies was produced by Maria Menunos and Kevin Undergaro, who are the founders of AfterBuzz TV. Yes. And this movie, I-, I loved it. It's so funny. And it's available for download right now on iTunes and CerealBuddies.com. My favorite part 
was when both of the serial killers meet each other for the first time <laughs> doing serial killer stuff. It's kind of like, it's like weird when the introductory of it, but then when you kind of understand them, when you watch the movie, it's just like so hilarious because the whole concept behind them killing is like... It is. It's a really good movie. Yeah. And there's people like Beth Bears in it, Artie Lang, yes. um, Henry Winkler, like every, there's so, so, Kathy Lee Gifford. There's so many great actors you know? and actresses in the film yes. that it, it has no choice but to be fun. Because you know, like a lot of times they have the movies that have too many like celebrity actors and it. it's not funny. But this one's basically like, yes. hands down, like hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Like An if you haven't seen cast. it, they have to like, you have to download it. You have to watch it because it's just, it's just crazy. I like it. I love it. Yes. So make sure you go to SerialBuddies.com. Um, if you need to find out where to download it, you can also go to iTunes and download the movie. And make sure you can tweet. You can tweet at Maria Menounos. You can re- you can tweet after Buzz TV, and you can also tweet at um, Serial underscore Buddies to get more information about the movie Adventures of Serial Buddies. Yeah, yeah. And with that being said, now we've got this Neville problem. Man, Neville is the mastermind. Like I think he's been plotting this. From day one. Oh, yeah. Because at the same time, he's like, he's never been in charge. Because you look at Neville. From the beginning of of Revolution, he was a weak guy. Yeah, insurance guy. Insurance guy who really loved his family, who who was put in a situation to become, like, a general or leader. You know, but at the same time, because of all the scrutiny between... The, the different between the Georgia Federation, between the Monroe Republic, he's been forced to basically become this mean guy. And I think he's been plotting this like for the longest time. And I felt like you said, I thought he's never going to die. No, I, I, I think we're going to see a lot of him in season two. Yeah, I think so but too. But for him to plot this from the last episode to now, he has an opportunity to basically to be in charge of the Monroe Republic. You think he's going to change and- the name? Oh, yeah, he's, it's definitely <laughs> it's the it's, Neville Republic now. <laughs> it's definitely the Neville Republic, and, yes. and and he here's the thing with him. He is such a manipulator. Yes, that he'll have. He he says he inspires. He's not a fearful leader. He's an inspirational leader, ah. which is why people will follow him. But we also see he has a dark side because you see what he does to the um Frank. the guy that's in yeah the yes. commander. He shoots him and and makes it seem like oh he tried to shoot me. He I, shot him in his a, face, and he, then later on he even says. I'm not the type of guy that would shoot somebody in their face. <laughs> like, Are you kidding me? It's like comedy all in the same like episode because again, like he's he can't be trusted by far, you know. And like Jason comes in there and sees Frank, he's just like, "What happened?" He's like, "Oh, he tried to shoot me." But Jason doesn't believe him. Did you see the look on his face? He's yeah. looking at him like. Dad, really, I know what type of person that you are and what you're capable of doing. Yeah. But like Neville, I think he's gonna go crazy too. He's. I think he's gonna be worse than yeah. Monroe ever was because his whole goal is power. He's been he, he will jump to wherever he needs to go. We've seen that oh, he's yeah. jumped to the rebel side. He's jumped to the, he's a, like, the Georgia st- Federation. He doesn't care. He's a chess player. Like seriously, he's like, "Oh, here's my pawn. I'm going to go here. I'm right. going to go here until I get what I want." And it's a great strategy. And I mean, he's 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 good at what he does because you can see he's manipulated an entire camp of men <laughs> to oh, to yeah. make them turn their loyalty away from General Monroe. Yes. To now General Neville, I guess. Yes. But at the same time, I can understand, like, where they kind of say, oh, well, it's easier to make that transition because Monroe has been going, like, real kind of psychopathic because he's been killing all his yeah. men for, you know, for the smallest, slightest reason. But 
and people are fearful of him. But now Neville just feel like, oh, like you said, I inspire. But at the same time, he's still capable of doing the same thing Monroe is doing. But he's just doing it in a different fashion, secretly. Yeah. And and I think Jason Jason suspects it. He knows he's like, I oh, know yeah. you, Dad. Something's something's not right. And I thought it was really funny how when he, they captured General Monroe, he said, oh, there's been a change in management. And he's <laughs> like, you know, I never could tell you this. But basically, he yes. said what he had to say to him. And then he said, and your <laughs> your borderline erotic fixation on Miles. Yes. <laughs> He's talking like, about how that was sick. But you know what? It was kind of borderline erotic fixation. It was. I mean, but, but at the same time, he had good reason because he just wanted him dead because he just felt like you just broke a serious bond between us. But, like, Neville's make, like, a mockery of, like, Monroe's basically like, yeah, you know, th- you done this to yourself. Well, what I'm saying is there, when, it's funny because when you see Monroe and and Miles in the woods. Yes. And that's what I was thinking too. Like, yo, you love look it's a lot Sebastian. Of love for, you love for your Miles a little too much, yes. and the love doesn't seem to be a two way street here. It exactly. Seems to be one way street. You seem like a scorned lover. Yeah, like it was it really is. kind of psychotic on Monroe factor. But like I said, Neville's like he's a he told the truth. He told the truth of what he thought, which was yes, this this is slightly erotic fixation yeah. on Miles. I will agree with that. And so, um. He he has he he really feels like they cannot give the power to everyone because he doesn't think that Ge- the Georgia Federation should have and any of the other nations because of what they can do, which is arm themselves and give him a run for his money as the new leader of this republic. Yes. So he's dead set on going to the tower and making sure Rachel doesn't turn the power back on, Aaron doesn't turn the power back on, and they get in to the tower. Like, like, Larry, C4 is amazing. They, like, blew a hole in the door to, like, get I, And I'm saying, why didn't they do this before, though? They could have blown a hole into the door. I mean, I know there was a lot of action going on, but I feel like there was no, nobody yeah. thought to do this. No. So that's why, to me, look, Neville, you deserve your spot. I'm just going to say. I believe you deserve your spot. You fought hard for it. And nobody else in that daggone camp thought... Let's put this C4 against this door that shut. As soon as it shut, that should have been the first priority. And I know they were battling. Like, Are you questioning a soldier? Yes, I am. Uh, and yes, I am. And they should. Look, Neville, you're a smart guy. That's why you came up with the C4. Clearly, they should have came up with that a long time ago. It would have been different. I'm just okay, saying. Okay, then. Well, let's just ask our iTunes viewers and our um, Revolution viewers. Hey, everybody, make sure you go to iTunes and check out AfterBuzz Television. Uh, Revolution season finale for tonight. Uh, you can rate us, comment to us, tell us what you think. What do you think about all the other soldiers not thinking about putting the C4 in front of the, in front of the tower door to blow it up? We're also on all mobile apps, um, iPad, yes, Android, yes. and all your favorite iPhones. iPhones uh, uh, Android phones, thank you very much. Boo. But uh, <laughs> make sure you kind of go to iTunes, uh, download the podcast. We can basically organize your podcast for all the revolution for season one and basically watch all of our recaps with me and Miss Megan Scoop. Yes. And make sure you rate us and give us a five stars because we love all your comments. We love everything about you guys. And make sure you just hit us up on iTunes. Yes, please do. Please do. So, you know, with the Neville guys... The, as they go into the tower, the one thing that Jason wants, he says, don't hurt Tar- Charlie and don't hurt her mother. <laughs> he's so in love. I know. He's so in love I don't with know if girl. it's just like love because he just feel like, you know, they have, they're innocent. Oh, whatever the reason. It's, like, it's going to be just... so crazy to see what happens next season with them, though, because I think, you know, Jason's got to be a part of what his dad is doing at this point. I don't think Jason's ever going to die. He's... He will, maybe. All right, he can't. It's, okay. it's that whole love triangle because they're like the only lovers on the like, no, show now. No, Rachel and Miles. 
Rose, I think. We're talking about that. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, so he, it's really, really sad because he asked his dad. He, this is what he asked his dad to do: don't kill them, kill everybody else, don't kill them. And his dad agrees. But then when the ish hits the fan when they get in, he's like, kill everybody, and he looks at his son. Yeah. And he's like, do you have a problem with that? Yeah, like everything is kind of... But at the same time, like, he tells Jason... He's a manipulator. He tells Jason yeah, anything that he wants to hear, and Jason continues to believe in his father, but his, like... There's only so much betrayal, though. There's like, only... He, there's going to come a point when Jason is like, at this point, I got to be done with you forever. I like, there's it. no coming back from that. I, I don't know. I think, I think we're going to see that because he's double-crossed his son so many times, and Jason, you know, you... You're mean to me once, blame on you. You mean to me twice, blame on me. Shame yeah. on me or whatever. Yeah. Because he, you know, he walked away before from his dad because his dad was like this. Then he came back and he reconciled with his father. Yes. Now your father has done this to you again. Yes. So, I, I mean, now now it's Jason's fault. You you keep walking back into the same trap. You know who your dad is. It's going to be full of, like, father-son, like, discretions. Oh, that's going to be awesome i cannot wait to see that it's gonna be it amazing is. but even inside the tower you know again they go in because they get to um to level 12 and guess they guess who they see they see aaron and rachel and it's kind of like dun, dun, dun. oh my gosh yes but before that what meanwhile all of this has been happening yes. let's talk about so randall is you remember we asked last week like where did randall go yes because we just didn't we didn't see him and he didn't die yeah so now we find out that he goes and he gets the key to level 12 behind the george bush picture which i think is hilarious <laughs> like, i was like smash george I, bush. I think there was a little symbolism there you know what i mean <laughs> like the destruction of of this country has happened oh i'm going to smash george, george bush. w bush's war. picture war on bush war, right so i think that's the symbolism there there's the war mentality that yes. randall has there's the you know the patri- the the supposed patriotism that randall has and of course he gets the key behind George, George Bush. Bush's picture. Don't, 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 I just think it's funny. Yes. Out of all the presidents that were up on that wall, that's who it was, who who's, uh, had the key. Yes. Um, so, of course, we, we find that out. And meanwhile, we see that Nora has joined up with with the rest of the crew. Yes, they're trying to get their trying to get to level twelve, but in the process, they notice that the tower watchers are guarding the the stairs to get yes. there. And you know. Nora does what she always does, which is come up with a magnificent plan for a bomb. Always. But and, you, but, and, of course, they see it, though. Yes. But, you know, the most interesting thing before is that we understand, like, how the power got off. Because Aaron's program that he created yes. at MIT, just a, such a smart guy. Right. And like, but MIT sold it. To the Department of Defense. Exactly. So it's kind of amazing how, like, a lot of programs that get created, this on a technology teacher, how a lot of programs get created and, like, a lot of students, they, like, they don't understand, like, how effective, like, their programs can be. Especially, like, in school. Yeah, yes. it's the property of your school. So if it's a, for a project. And so if you go online at NBC.com, you'll see that there is something called the footnotes. And every week, it's basically Aaron's journal. Yeah. Every week, he it, it coincides with whatever that episode was. So for this one, it's the last entry. And he writes in there that this code was just something he threw together. He was like, this was easy. I wrote this very easily. <laughs> something I threw together because I just want to get an A in a class. Yeah. Never in a million years that I think it would become the operating system to this tower. And he feels in, in, in his footnotes, he writes that he feels that he has, he was like a drop of water before a flood. He yeah. feels like, you know, he, he he has contributed to the lights being off and he had no clue. 
child. Like, no clue at all. Like literally, like right now, he should feel bad about what's what's actually has happened amongst everybody and everybody that has died because he created the software program. Right, and he's like, I didn't even, yeah. So, so here's the the, the most interesting thing that I find about this situation is that when he talks about, he tells Rachel that he's looking at his program and he he created a back door to it. Yes. Which means, you know, like basically a back way for him to go in and manipulate stuff should he need to. Yeah. But he notices that somebody else has already done that. The back door basically is left open. Yes. So this is a conspiracy right now because somebody, somebody did this on purpose. Somebody wanted the lights to go out in the entire world on purpose purpose. Yes. Now this changes the whole scheme of things because the whole time this entire season we've been thinking that the lights went off by accident. Some, yes. th- something went wrong in the program. That's what everybody thought that the lights went off by accident. Even Rachel, she didn't know. She was just like, what are you talking about? But he explained to her like, somebody they want this to happen. They wanted it to happen. So who do you think wanted it to happen? Um... Obviously, Randall have to want to happen because I know, but he's but Randall's not like high up. Like back then, he wasn't that high up on the chain. So, so what what did he have to gain? Especially at the end, if he kills himself, like what? Only person that that literally kind of allows this to happen either Attorney General or the President. Okay, and we see the President at the end. That's the only two people that can probably, and that's like, I'm saying Attorney General because you know he's pretty much over the military forces and kind of commands a lot of. No, that. the Attorney General doesn't command the forces. The President is the Commander in Chief of a, the. He has a last say. So no, the Attorney but, General is about law, honey. That okay, ain't got okay, nothing to do with okay. no military. Okay. <laughs> no, but I'm saying I think I think this when, when he said that I was like you know I started thinking and I'm like. There's, this has got to be on a bigger, larger scale. Yeah, but of course. So, and I think in the next season, we're going to see different countries. different Because there's something else that's going on. Somebody that's way bigger than Randall, way bigger than President bigger. Foster, way bigger than these, these little these players. Yes. And for someone to want the entire globe to be without power means that there's some kind of multi-country issue that was going it's a bigger on. Issue. So exactly. yeah. So yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. But okay, going back to them, they are going through the tower and Nora has this great idea to put a bomb together. She's so amazing cuz she did it so fast. Like out of She's like MacGyver. What she like chemicals she finds so quickly <laughs> to make bombs, but like for some reason like no matter what, if you need anything fixed, Nora right. is like the Nora person. Nora is MacGyver. She's like, it's not even like tech person. She's just like, like literally. She's just, she, yeah, she she's can amazing. make a bomb out of some water and <laughs> air. Be like, so, you know, they see it and they're like, ha ha, we saw it, whatever. And she does something very selfless, very sacrificial. And she throws the fire extinguisher out there and the electromagnetic gun nips her. Oh, yeah, it got her real good. It got her good, though. Yeah. yeah. And, and, even he, when she got hit, of course, I'm like, she's not going to die. There's no way. There's no way she's going to die because she's Nora and we need these people. Well, but she, I guess I should have known. It's season finale. She died because of selfishness. Well, I don't know. I think she still would have died. You think she would have, do you think she would have lived if Rachel said, let's go to the infirmary first before they went down to, to level 12? Yes. You think she would have lived? Yes. I don't think she would have lived. I think she's... But here's the thing. I think that's why Charlie is so mad at her mother because she's like, you didn't even give her a chance. And technically, Nora has been there probably more than 
more for Charlie than her own mother has been there for her. But I think Rachel made a selfish move because, like, <clears throat> excuse me, when they was walking through the tunnel and stuff, you know, and Nora comes back and Rachel's like, hey, where's Miles? You know, and Nora's kind of expressed that she knows that Rachel loves Miles. And that Rachel would do anything for Miles, and Miles would do anything for Rachel. So I think it's one of those factors where Rachel probably feels like, oh, maybe Nora do know about the fling that me and Miles has had. And the I th- fling that we keep talking about that we've yes. never, and I just think like, it's one it's of never things. been spoken of. And I think Rachel is jealous of Nora because I guess she feels like now that the power is back on, who does she have? She don't have a husband anymore. She don't have Danny anymore. The only person she has is, is Charlie. So Miles is the next closest thing to her. Yeah, and, and Nora is so nice. Nora, like, this was... Nora was a uh, warrior. Yes, she was! Nora's so sweet because even though she knew that, that Rachel and Miles loved each other, she wasn't yes. mad. She had no anger about it. Yes. She was very selfless. She still was like, you guys... You know, even when Rachel was saying, guys, we got to go turn the lights on. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> basically, yes. we got to leave. And, and he, here, Charlie is... Playing like, whoa, wait a minute. This is not even a question. We got to save Nora. What do you mean? Yes. And she's like, and Rachel just made, behind But you. the thing about Rachel, Rachel is like so selfish because like she's trying to do this for Danny. Danny is gone. And that's what yeah. Charlie keeps telling us. Like, you, you keep talking about Danny, but I'm still here. You know, why not like not turn the power back on because I'm still here because you don't know what might happen. Right. And, and, and Rachel she, just like, whatever. And, she, and that's, that to me kind of is like, I guess, favoritism. You must have loved Danny more than you love Charlie because Charlie tells you to your face, yeah. I'm here, Mom. Danny's gone. I hate to say that. I love my brother. As a matter of fact, uh, Charlie probably took care of her brother more than her mother did because she was there raising, helping raise him. So, of course, Charlie loves Danny. You know what I mean? Of course, she does. she's sad and she wants revenge yes. for her brother's death. But the fact that her mother, you see your child staring at you and pleading at you, Please selfish. stay here. Do this for me. I'm alive. Move. Your son is dead. And she looks at her dead in her face and she's like, close the door behind me. That's cold. That's selfish. But at the same time, I think her attitude and because of everything she has done to, to try to get the power back on, it's really going to hurt her in season two. Because a lot of things that, that she's done, it has hurt a lot of people. But yeah. she don't see the hurt that she's doing to other people because she feels like, hey, if I turn the power on, I'm doing so much I'm, I'm helping everybody else. And then her own personal life is in shambles because her daughter doesn't want to talk to her. Exactly. People she loves is dead. You know, like, I get it. So this is going to be really hard for her as a person now that the lights, now that she's achieved her mission, what's next? What is her goal? To repair all of these broken relationships that she's had because of her, her mission to turn the lights on? But at the same time, you look at what Grace told her, like, you look at how many people that have had, like, cancer that because the lights are off and have saved their lives for so, such a long time and everything. But it's just kind of... What do you mean? What do you... What did you say? Because of the lights are off. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of people, <clears throat> they, they live in longer now. And I just, what do you mean? Who's living longer except for Jay Warren's wife? Yes. That was it. It was Jane Warren and Danny. So Jane Warren's wife, I mean, is dead now well, because the lights that- have been... F- switched back on. But I just think the whole thing is like, without any power, people kind of live in a life, like, a life when we didn't have power before. Okay, true. So I, I guess you're, okay, so I see what you're saying. So, obviously there's not smog. 
I mean, like here in LA, there's no smog because there's no cars. It's not as much killing. Only people that's killing. No, are there the, is a lot of killing. The Monroe Republic killing everybody. Everybody, they want it's, power. it's survival of the fittest. So there's so much more killing than there is in like a modern day society, and there's no trial. But you look at most people who kind of live in that society, who who are in a group. Look at the Georgia Federation. Everybody loves their life. Okay, well, I mean, I guess. They do because they have democracy, but the rest of the world does not, as as far we as we know. know. Okay, as far as we know, it, we, nobody else has democracy like them, you know? <laughs> and, and I guess I can see what you're saying, that people were healthier without electricity. There's no cars giving off smog. There's no manufactured, genetically manufactured food because you have to grow fresh food from the earth instead of, you know, using a machine. Yes. So, I mean, I guess in that sense, I see that. So now all of that's going to be over because the lights have been switched on. Rachel has killed everybody. No, she didn't. She, she killed didn't. everybody. No, but it's going to be interesting to see. So so then we see that she has gone to, to so they get to level 12. Yes. They get in there. Aaron puts the code in, and it was so... I don't know. Like, the suspense was so thick in the air. He was like... He kind of paused, okay, like, like... if I press this... Do you really want me to do this now? Like, seriously, do you want me to do this? And she was so calm with him. She was like, yeah, Aaron. She rubbed his back. She was like, it's okay, yeah, go ahead. There's not... You know, he's like... She's like, it's a one in a billion chance. Go ahead. I'd have been like, move. Let me push it. But you know what, though? Now that you said it, though, I think, like, she still has part of what's going on. Like, she's still going to play a major role in season two because she, like, again, she know why the lights went out. And I think she still have a bigger role to play in season two because I think she's going to help the president. I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. I will say, well, I'll leave that for predictions. But I will say one quick thing. I think the president is the new evil. I yes. think he is the, the yes, evil. Definitely. So, so they turn the lights back on and they see the power going on, and then you can see the different, the other side characters that yes. that have shown up in this season. So you see Neville's wife; she's yes. reading. The fan comes on. The lights come on. You see Aaron's wife; her radio comes on. Her lights yes. come on. Who else do we see? Is that it? That was, that was about it. That was. I was just like, see, this is so nice. All these lights going on. I mean, you saw the the incident with the president. You know, at the end when the lights came on them. Yes. So so before we get to that point, um, we see now we're thinking everything's okay. The lights are coming on. It's all honky-dory. And here goes Randall showing his face. Out of nowhere. Again. I was just like, this guy keeps showing so he's, up. He's, so, he's kind of creepy. So I guess he was just like chilling on level 12. Like, as soon as these lights come on, I'm flipping this switch. Yeah, because, you know, he got the key card. So he already yeah. knew that, hey, eventually somebody's going to come down to level 12. When I actually saw, like, the key card machine got shot, I was like, oh, did Neville shoot the key card machine? Right. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't understand. And then yeah. you see him and it's like, oh, he shot. And that means he's going to be stuck in wherever he is. Like, he has all control and power. But I'm, in yeah. my mind, first I was like uh, you're gonna get hungry you can get thirsty so you can't stay <laughs> and no he said that if you want if you go to NBC.com and you see every episode they do a revolution revealed yeah. and he says that like the behind the scenes of that episode and he was like you know I locked myself in a room with no bathroom so I had no choice but to kill myself <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh and that's, that's like about Fior, like, you'd be like uh, no food what did I do right Fior, he did a good job he did a good job I will say that and so um he he says that the whole reason, and I always wondered this: what what does he have to gain? And I thought it was he wanted to be like the king of the world, which yes. is why he wanted the power back on. He wanted to be able to control it and manipulate it. But in essence, he it says he's a patriot and that he just wants the lights back on because he needed to eradicate the old in order for the new to emerge. 
So I'm thinking like, hold on, wait a minute. And then he, his master plan yes. is to have a nuclear war, to blow up Philadelphia, to blow up Atlanta, so something else, some other power yes. can then rise up. It's just kind of weird, though, because you kind of look at, like, why would you want to blow up Philadelphia and Atlanta? And it's just kind of like, what's the purpose? It's really, like, I think season two really is, like... Right, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be, like, on a political... It's going to be on a larger scale now. Oh, yeah. Especially with the the president. So then at the end, we see the president, you know, after um, Randall kills himself. Yes. And we see these bombs inching closer to those two points. Which, by the way, I think that they do... Do you think that those bombs reach those Philadelphia and Atlanta? Yeah. I'm sad. I don't. I didn't want to say yeah, but I think. <laughs> I think the only way it doesn't reach them if Aaron, because of the back hole and everything, if Aaron's able to shut the power off again. Which I, I don't think he would do that though, because then he has to shut it off everywhere in the entire world. But at the same time, you look at: Do you want to kill Philadelphia and the Georgia Federation because a simple of y'all personal greed of wanting to have the power? But back I think on? it's. But you see how close on the map that those missiles were to both of those places. There's really not at this point. What can you do? He's a genius. He created this program. <laughs> he can do it. I don't know. I don't think there's enough time for him to actually shut the power back off just to shut it back on it. And to be honest with you, at this point, I think they're probably like, "Well, there goes Atlanta and Philly." There's I mean, not much we can do now. We we've, we've come too far. Like, it's so many like like hangers because we really don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to happen. And a lot of important people have been killed in the season finale in the last couple of episodes. So it's really to be like there's gonna be some new players. There's gonna be like, a lot of new seriously, players. Seriously, I really yeah. want to see what the president's. Gonna I want to see who the president is. And here's the funny part. Is it the same president that was elected when the blackout happened? <laughs> 15 years ago. So I'm saying, hold on, that's more than two terms. You only get eight years in presidency, <laughs> you know. okay, and that's it. So who is this, how long, is this the same president, or is it a new president that my, was somehow elected? I'm trying to put on pause, okay? We had no power, right? no presidency, okay? I'm, now still, that, I'm still president. I'm back in office. I'm now in reserve the, right now, you know? <laughs> no, but then they show him, and he's in Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. Yes. How crazy is that, that the place that we currently house terrorists is the home for the president <laughs> while there's no power. The U.S. colony. And then and then you see what his aides come and says to him. He says that Randall, it, it's been done. Yeah, Randall's done his job. So Randall must have been in contact with them this whole time, some way, somehow. Because if Randall had power, obviously, they probably would have given the president power if the president still has an office, still has everything but intact. It's, but it's, it's kind of unique. Like, I think the second season will actually, like, identify how Randall Kent comes into play because, again, he's probably, he probably was at Guantanamo Bay with the president, and it, and it was like, well, this is what we need. So they sent Randall because Randall knew everything, what was going on, and how the power was turned off, and who are the key players to get the power turned back but, on. But I think he was part of the reason, well, I would say they used Randall. Randall was in on it to turn the power off in the first place. Remember I said... When um, when Aaron said somebody had intentionally yes. made the, the power go out with this program, I think Randall knew that. And I think it was because it had something to do with the government's. Oh, yeah, but of course. Like, I mean, in the beginning, they wanted to basically to bomb the foreign country to take the power from them. But again, like you said, somebody altered the program and made power go out for has, everybody yeah, in the so, whole entire world. So now he needed to start fresh. The president, for some reason, I guess they felt like that 
democracy. The world needs to start fresh. Uh, now that the lights are back on, there's going to be chaos, of course, because now people are like, what? I can drive. Yes. I can shoot a gun. I can do all this other stuff that I couldn't do before. Yes. So there's going to be chaos. So there's going to be a need. This is when you need order. This yes. is when you need a government. This is when you're searching for somebody to to regulate and give you the laws. And so I think that's probably had part of it. Like now we can have a global <laughs> government, not a, a government by country, or government by state, but a global government, which is probably maybe that was their master plan all along. Maybe that's what it's they wanted. It's going to be real interesting to, to really understand, like, what, what was the initial reason. And first of all, I want to, who created the loophole in the program? That's what we're going to find out. That's, that's going to be real interesting to see who created the loophole. I'm so excited. This was really good. So, you know what? Let's go to our predictions before you go to news and gossip. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Predictions. Okay, what do you think predict, next season? Season uh, two, predictions. A lot's going to happen in season two. I think Rachel's really going to change sides. I think Neville's really going to become a superpower. What do you mean Rachel's going to change sides? Because I just think Rachel has a bigger part in what's going on. And again, she's just basically like, she used Aaron to turn her power on because she she had the knowledge of that the power's going to get turned off in the first place. Okay. She used Aaron to turn the power back on, but I still think she has a bigger part in what's going on and, and with the whole power situation and what's going to happen in season two. I think Monroe himself, he's really trying to figure out, like, what's my part now? Because I don't have a, a army. A nation, yeah. yeah you don't exactly. have a whole nation behind you. And I, I predict that the, the, the missiles are not going to blow up Philadelphia and Georgia Federation, and I think the president really is... I don't know what he's going to do. It's going to be like, I have, I'm speechless because he's a new yeah. player. Okay. I will say this. I think that Rachel and Charlie's relationship will probably be off for pretty much most of the second season. Um, they're not going to get along very well because at this point, you know, Charlie doesn't feel loved by her mom yes. <laughs> after her mom dissed her. And, you know, she, it's just a, too much stuff, I think. So it's going to take a while for their relationship to get repaired. And I think that Neville will be successful in taking over Monroe's militia. Um, and he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Because think about it. Even if the missile does reach Philadelphia, who cares? Because nobody's there right now. No, none of the head honchos will say that. So, yeah, maybe equipment gets messed up. But, yeah, I mean, was the equipment that important now that... Everybody has. Everybody can. Ha- everybody can get access to a helicopter now. You just find one and jump in. Hopefully, you remember how to navigate it. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So, I think that that Neville will be a force to be reckoned with. One that you know, especially. Um, I do think that the missiles are going to reach Atlanta and Philadelphia, and I do think the Georgia Federation will be wiped out. But. That is why Neville will be so powerful, because there is nobody to contend with him except for the government, the original American government, which we now know is in existence still. Um, And I think that is going to be our new villain. And I think everyone, including Neville, will try to go up against the president of the United States. That's going to be interesting. Of the new United States. We still got Texas. Yeah, and, and I think that's and that's another thing. I think we're going to see other portions of the the country and in the Plains nations. We're probably going to see that leader. We're going to see the the Texas and the California yeah. um, leaders as well, because I think all of them are going to unite against this new world power that wanted to be in existence. I think the president should have his whole White House staff with him. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean wondering. some of them. Vice some of them probably made it. Secretary of State. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, these TV news. Okay, so like I said, 
uh, last week we talked about the production has been moved from North Carolina to yes. Texas. And I think the reason being is because in second season, they're going to show other portions of the country like Texas and yes. maybe California, you know, more the West Coast. Um, in addition to that, they have, NBC has been having casting calls for Revolution. And some of the roles that they are casting for is Jean, who is a folksy 60-something doctor from a small Texas town. <laughs> they're also casting for Cynthia, who is a religious single mom. Annabeth uh, Fam Fatal, who runs an entertainment mecca of sorts. Oh. So some kind of prostitution ring. Uh, yeah. um, Titus, who is a slightly psychotic professor and a handsome sheriff in his 30s. So these are new players that will be coming up in the new season. Um, in addition to that, the, the season finale um, did very well. Yes. Uh, it still came in number one for its time slot, which it's, I mean, Revolution has been coming in number one in its time slot. Yes. Uh, this for for the season finale, they had 6.2, 6.3 million viewers and a 2.0 rating among adults 18 through 49. And they came in first place at the 10 p.m. Eastern slot. CBS's Hawaii 5.0 repeated an average 5.36 million viewers, which came in second. And then in third came ABC's Mistress's premiere, which, uh, which averaged 4.4 million viewers. So, yeah, very Revolution. good. Bravo, Revolution. Went yeah. out of here with a hit. Yes. Yes. Till next season. Till next season. And I'm so sad about that. Yes. Where can they find you, Larice? Uh, you can find me at Larice Shamar on Twitter, but also check out True Peoples on Instagram and check out True Peoples Media on TruePeoplesMedia.com. Okay, and make sure you check out Adventures of Serial Buddies, the most hilarious serial killer movie you've ever seen in your life. Make sure you go to SerialBuddies.com. You can also go to at Maria Menounos. Tweet her. Tweet at AfterBuzzTV. Go to iTunes. Download it. Make sure you get at After... Excuse me. Make sure you get the Serial Buddies movie anywhere, like the website or iTunes. I'm your host, Megan Thomas. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at MegScoop, like scoop of ice cream. Until next season, I'm going to miss you. Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 